On this episode of the Sports Social Podcast, the boys are back after an extended break, just in time for football to be back. We have a quick round of big-time recent news in the last weeks, big college football and NFL previews with predictions and more, some fantasy football talk, and wrapping it up with another great top five. All right, let's get it. You're listening to the Sports Social Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Hunterkamp and Chris Arnold. And welcome into another episode of the Sports Social Podcast. The boys are back after a long layoff, and which means we've got a lot to cover here in this episode. As Chris mentioned in the open, college football is back, NFL preseason is underway. We've got some soccer news. So we got another uh, Jake Paul fight, Mizzou alumni are now 0-2 against him uh, with Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley going down. And we're going to wrap up with some fantasy football. We've got a, a draft coming up this weekend, Chris and I do. We finished one last weekend, so that should be a fun uh, fun weekend, fun thing to look forward to this weekend along with college football. And we're going to wrap up with another top five. But first, uh, with this long layoff, Chris, how you been? Doing good, Andrew. Doing good. Staying busy, working. Got a little big tidbit. I, I decided I'm going to uh, pull the trigger and buy a house. So I've been house shopping and doing some of that kind of fun stuff. It's exciting, but, you know, staying busy. Kind of bored. You know, there hasn't been really anything sports-wise going on. Some baseball here and there. Some, you know, good old fun preseason NFL, which is always fun to watch. Puke. Disgusting. Yeah. College football, you know, doing all the – uh big time previews and all that stuff but you know i'm excited for real football to start and sports to get back up and going and let's get this show back on the roll man it's been a long break yeah for sure i feel like this is a good week a good time to kind of get back into the rhythm of doing these podcasts with uh with college football coming back and and all the other things plenty to talk about uh but first we're just going to do some some uh quick Roundup of kind of the things that have that happened uh, while while we we're away, and a couple of the big things. Uh, we're actually in the soccer world with uh, yes, Ronaldo sir. and Messi uh, finding new homes, and for Ronaldo is a, a familiar home for him. Uh, what what were your thoughts on those two uh, transfers for those two uh, obviously star players? Yeah, it's it's big news because both of them have been on. They're just they're known for their two teams. Ronaldo is known for uh, Real Madrid, and uh, Messi is known for being on Barcelona. Obviously, Ronaldo wasn't on Real last year, but I mean, going back to one of his teams, which happens to be my my favorite soccer team. I've liked them since I was a little kid. I don't know why. I just decided to pick them when I was a soccer player. So excited to see that. Uh, seeing the picture of him back in that main main U jersey is actually pretty sick. They did like a little comparison of his original jersey next to one he is in now. So that's pretty cool. And then Messi going to a PSG. Uh, that's going to be a pretty stacked squad. I mean, they got him. I believe they have Mbappe, I believe. And then they also have uh, Neymar. So that's going to be a pretty, 
pretty solid top three up in that front, Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar. And I'm not the big names, and I know that that squad's going to be pretty fucking stacked. But, I mean, it's pretty cool to see big-name players going to new places always. So, no matter what sport it is, it's always cool to see that. Yeah, they're they're obviously getting older, but still uh, super productive. It's crazy to, you know, you look at their career stats and Messi's averaging almost, you know, a point per game or something crazy like that. And and uh, he, he obviously, you know, mentioned that he, he wanted to stay at Barcelona. He was upset that it didn't work out. And, uh, and in all those cases, you know, it, it looked like uh, Man City was going to come in and and swoop him up. And then uh, he said, Sir Alex Ferguson, his former uh, manager, had uh, played a big part in getting him back to, to Man United, I believe. It. Both of those deals are a uh, two-year deals, and Ronaldo has the option for a third year. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And on the Mbappe front, they do still have him. I believe I saw something. Uh, might have been last week, a couple weeks ago, that said that he, he might want to leave, but for now he's going to stay. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, but as you mentioned, the top three there, obviously, deadly three of the best players in the world. Uh, no doubt, I mean, huge news, right? It's Whether you follow soccer or not, and, and I'll admit I, I don't follow it as much, but, you know, obviously it catches your eye when, when two of those players of that quality – or on the move to new teams. Oh, yeah. I mean, those two are easily the two biggest names in soccer of our era. So, I mean, when they move, it's pretty it's pretty big news. And honestly, thinking about it, uh, Ronaldo's getting up there in the age. I think it'd be kind of yeah. a nice little Cinderella story for him to retire at his original club. So, I don't know if he takes up that third-year deal or not, but I have a feeling that this is going to be his last club he plays for. Yeah, getting old and just be kind of like a, that cool story to end where he started. I believe I saw he'll be 41 when the when the uh, deal is over, and that's mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously getting up there. But yeah, you, know, you see, you see Tom Brady still be successful. So, uh, so that's a little bit different than soccer, though. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Running versus QB yeah. standing up. I mean, yeah, you're getting hit. But I mean, soccer. Don't get me wrong; you get hit pretty damn hard in that too. Hundred percent, hundred. They may call us grass fairies, but hey. Hey, we, well, we're not yeah. wearing pads, buddy. We're not wearing pads. We're hitting each other just as hard. Right. But anyway, right. other things, uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Uh, Jake Paul won by a split decision. Uh, probably one of the biggest fights that's happened in a while because, I mean, anytime a Paul brother is involved in something, they just get a shit ton of publicity. That's what they're good at, obviously. Uh, I didn't get to watch the fight. I was not about to pay that much for that. But I saw a couple of highlights, and it looked like it was pretty much back and forth. I mean, it looked like it was a decent fight wasn't one of the regular YouTuber fights. It just looked like absolute shit. So, I don't know. Did you get to watch it, Andrew? No, I, no I, I, I'm with you. I did not want to pay 65 <laughs> bucks or whatever the hell it was to, uh, to see that show. But as you mentioned, uh, whether you like Apollo or not, whether you think they're, they don't belong in boxing or whatever, they do a great job, a crazy good job of marketing themselves and putting out there, putting themselves out there themselves out there to you know be in the public eye and and obviously uh make bank on those fights but yeah i mean as you mentioned uh it, it seemed to be pretty close I, I did see you know a couple of still shots of when woodley uh knocked uh paul back and maybe thought that uh you know woodley could have finished him off but he didn't do it so you know and, and that kind of that discussion seems to come up in a paul fight every time is it like rigged for him to win 
you know, that obviously we don't know. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as you mentioned, he did win. And uh, and now it seems like he'll, he'll be riding off into the sunset. Wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, surprise me if he, you know, comes back, if uh, the right fight, the right contract comes calling. But he says he re- he's retired from boxing. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, and, and you know it, that's that's how uh, that's how the fight game works, I guess. You know, everybody has retired two or three times, you know, before they actually do hang him up. Uh, and, yeah, his, and, his next fight's supposed to be against the uh, the younger brother of Tyson Fury, Tommy Fury, who was yeah. actually one of the undercard matches yeah. in that. Uh, I've I've heard that he looked like absolute shit. He looked like a terrible boxer. But I believe he did win. I'm not entirely sure. Don't take my word on that. But that was supposed to be Jake Paul's next fight. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tyron said that he wants a rematch because right. he wants the chance to knock him out and wants a chance to get that dub. But so if he does come back from his uh, quote unquote retirement, I believe it'll definitely be for Tyron Woodley to get that rematch going. Because I mean, it got this much publicity the first time. Can't imagine what's going to be the second time for the rematch. But yeah, we'll see what it, we'll see how it goes. Anything Paul related goes up and. Instantly goes viral, so we'll yeah, see how that goes. Everybody but. jumps on it, yeah, for yeah. sure. The, <laughs> named himself the problem child, which is fucking ridiculous, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, another big news: the uh, MLB playoffs are fastly approaching, and the playoff race is going pretty strong. <clears throat> Go Reds! Let's see it. Uh, the uh, AL wild card race is pretty tight. I mean, it's one game between the Yankees and Boston. And then uh, Oakland A's are two games behind Boston, so that one's pretty close, but not as close as the NL race right now between the San Diego Padres and my Cincinnati Reds. Uh, they were tied tonight. Uh, that's 71 wins apiece, but uh, San Diego just lost, and uh, Cincinnati went one for one in their doubleheader tonight because of a uh, rain delay yesterday. They lost by, I believe, two runs in the first game to the Cardinals, and then absolutely just butt fucked them in the second game like 11 to 1 i watched the ending of that so i'm sure that felt great for you there andrew well l- yeah l- <laughs> luckily i was in cl- i had class tonight so uh so i didn't get to see any of it but yeah no I, i'm i mean it, I, i'm i'm really surprised the cardinals were were able to uh to pull it as close as they were and you know from a cardinals fan perspective it's kind of been frustrating they've They've gotten somewhat close. They haven't taken advantage of playing the Pirates or, or some of these weaker teams. And I, I said to a couple of my friends the other day, I, I've never seen a team uh, look so good at points, but then also look so bad at, at times, which I guess is the definition of mediocre, which is what they are. But uh, but they, they've definitely, you know, made it somewhat interesting, as you mentioned, that uh, in a wild card races. Uh, seems to be one of the closer uh, races, and you, you mentioned the Yankees, who are uh, pretty hot right now, and and uh, the Braves are are hot as well. They've they've pulled away, and then at least the the Mets, the Mets, which I, we're going to get into here in a second, are uh, what a what a fucking shit show that is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll but, see. What uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see what how it turns out. The Cardinals are actually they're only two and a half games back from the Reds and they're two games back or one and a half games back from the Padres. So they're still in the running. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to be a two team race between the Padres and the Reds. The The Dodgers are absolutely run away with the first wild card spot. So it's going to be a fight for that second one. But obviously we all know who I'm rooting for. The guys are 
they're getting hot at the right time. They're, they're a little up and down. Depends on who's pitching, to be completely honest. But their bats are always hot. So hopefully we can keep this run going and get away with this. But yeah, as you mentioned, New York Mets. Uh, they've been in the news recently for uh, the drama between their players and their fans uh, with uh, Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez leading the way with whenever they have a big play, hit a home run or a big RBI or something, they walk back and trot the bases giving thumbs down to their fans, which, I mean, obviously it's pretty disrespectful, but that's in response to all the fans giving the team thumbs down because of how atrocious they've been in the later months. But I mean, it's pretty sad to see when your team is not not like communicating with their fans in the right way. I mean, giving them the thumbs down and basically just spitting in their face, that's pretty pathetic. If I was a fan of that team, I would be pretty pissed off, to be honest, even though like, we might deserve it, but that's still, you don't do that. You got to represent your team in the right way. Right. And I mean, I would say deservedly so. Like you said, they haven't been playing great, I think. You know, heading into the month of August, they were four games up, and and uh, at the end of August, they were eight games behind. So, I mean, that's obviously a twelve game swing. And and uh, and you mentioned the two, two of the three players that were taking part in it, so Francisco Lindor and Javi Baez. You know, two of the two of the bigger names on that team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to attract all the attention. And I think, obviously, if they're paying more attention to the fans, you know, they're obviously hearing the boos and and focusing less on the field and the actual playing of the game, which could obviously become a, uh, an issue there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've had, you know, obviously some, some bad luck with, uh, with Jacob deGrom, you know, having to be shut down and not being able to pitch. And, you know, he, he was looking like a Cy Young potential MVP and that now, you know, he, he hasn't thrown since July or whatever. Uh, and, and they had, you know, that NL East was a, a pr- pretty weak. I mean, I guess it still is technically a weak division, but the Braves uh, seem to ha- have kind of stabilized that. But uh, you know, they're they're in a weaker division, and you would definitely, you know, like to see them play better. But obviously, they seem to be less focused on the play on the field and more worried about the fans. And I would say that the fans have uh, have every right to you know, boo, you know, they pay money and, and they obviously want to see a successful team. And uh, they've been everything but successful here in the last month or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sad to see. And then, but is what it is, you know, baseball is coming to a close. So we'll have to deal with that drama for much longer. It's going to be exciting to see how the playoffs shape out. Obviously you got the favorites and the underdogs, but it'll be exciting to see. Get ready to move on to the big boy stuff here, Andrew. Let's do it. College football, baby. We're back. My favorite sport. I don't know about Andrew, but this is I'm I'm a big football guy. I love to watch it. Used to love to play it, you know, never got to in school. Thanks, mom. Appreciate you. But anyway, college football, the week zero was last week. Nobody really counts that, but week one starting tomorrow with a couple big games. Not really any super huge ones, but big names playing. Saturday, there's a couple of big name slates going on. Uh, Penn State, Wisconsin's playing. You got Alabama and Miami, Georgia, Clemson. So there's going to be a couple of good games, but I'm excited to have it back. I know about you, Andrew. How are you feeling? For sure. And, and like I said, the week zero is over. It feels like this is the official launching point of college football. Back, you've got a uh, full schedule. Seems to be, you know, a stadium full of fans. We'll see how 
how all that goes. But yeah, I mean, this is obviously something that everybody pays attention to. And you, you had mentioned, you know, some of the big games coming up. I, I want to give a quick shout out to the Lindenwood Lions home opener <laughs> tomorrow. We'll see what happens there. But when you're going to be good this year, I think we'll be good. We're, we're, uh, we're ranked number 21 in the, uh, in the uh, opening mm-hmm. poll. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. They've got, uh, they've obviously got a lot of returners from, uh, from the COVID year. Uh, so uh, pretty experienced uh, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So we'll see what happens, but, but I'm going to put my bias aside. I don't think that's the biggest game of the weekend. As you mentioned, <laughs> we've, got, uh, we, we've got some potentially uh, intriguing matchups uh, on or during the opening week. Is there one specific matchup uh, that you're, you're looking forward to out of out of maybe the ranked matchups? Well, unbiasedly, uh, Alabama Miami is going to be a good one. But biasedly, being a Big Ten guy, I think Penn State Wisconsin is going to be an incredible game. Uh, Penn State's going kind of under the radar this year. They're a lot better than they have been in recent years. They returned a lot of players, so they're going to be looking good. And Wisconsin's always up there, so that's going to be a pretty pretty solid game. Then. Alabama, Miami, obviously Alabama number ranked number one right now. Miami's pretty damn good. They're going to be, that's going to be pretty exciting. And then uh, Georgia Clemson, that should be a hell of a game at the uh, Dukes Mayo Classic. That should be a pretty exciting one to watch. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame, Florida State could be decent. Florida State's either hit or miss. And then Notre Dame, you know, is usually pretty good. I mean, they're never good enough to make it any farther, but they're usually pretty good. So that'd be pretty exciting. But yeah, those are the games this weekend that I'm kind of looking forward to. And, of course, my Buckeyes play tomorrow against Minnesota. Should just absolutely wipe the floor with them because, you know, Minnesota's not that good. But exciting to see my boys get out there and play some football. Who, who, did, they oh, name as, who did they name as uh, starters? It's Stroud, right? C.J. Yeah. Stroud, yep. That was, that, was, that was tight race going in there with him, McCord, and uh, Jack. But C.J. beat him out. He's been looking really damn good. I've watched a couple of videos. And a couple of interviews from him and Ryan Day talking about him. He's supposedly a natural-born leader. He's been throwing the ball well, running the ball well. So I'm excited to see how that goes. But we'll talk a little bit more about Ohio State a little bit later on because what we're going to be talking about next is our uh, playoff predictions. So, Andrew, what I want to hear for you, what are your four teams you have this year in the college football playoff? You know, it, it almost – pains me to go through this because because you could just cop, you could pretty much just copy and paste the eh, same I got the one same, you might not know of you think so yeah I, I've got you know I've got a few uh you know if you want to mention sleepers I've got a few that might uh, might sneak in there but my four are uh Alabama Ohio State Clemson and Georgia I think Georgia uh, sneaks in there you could be, potentially put Oklahoma in there as well but uh, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I think it, it's interesting with Alabama. They're they're obviously ranked number one. I mean, it's interesting to me because you know you're replacing your uh, starting quarterback, who also Mac Jones, real quick. Uh, and then the uh, starter, New England, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton's out of there. R.I.P. Cam. Uh, yeah, and and uh, real quick back. Um, Obviously, Najee Harris left as well, so uh, Brian Robinson is going to be the starter there, and we'll see if uh, like something like a Trey Sanders uh, takes a, a step forward, and then you obviously lose uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. You know that's obviously two guys that 
our potential Heisman candidates, obviously Devontae Smith won the thing. Uh, so, you know, you're replacing uh, four players at, you know, probably the three biggest positions on the field on the offensive yeah. side. Uh, yeah. But obviously they, they don't rebuild, they reload. Yeah, honestly, my, my look on Alabama this year, honestly, supposedly I've heard that this is one of the best defenses that Nick Saban's ever had, that he's yeah. built this from the ground up. So that's going to be fun to watch. Not going to be scored on. Bryce Young, I've I've heard good things about him. I've heard that he is possibly a little bit better than even Mac was, but the issue for him is he just he just doesn't have as many weapons as Mac did. Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got um, what's his face? Uh, what's the good receiver they still got? Uh, John Mechie, Mechie. John, yeah, John Mechie. Mechie. They still and, got Mechie there, but I mean that's and I've I've heard too real quick not to catch you off. I've heard that uh, a Jai Hall. Is a, is a player too. I've seen mm-hmm. some of the some of the highlights, some of the catches he's made in practice are just like for you know freakish athlete plays. Yeah. So you know, I know as I kind of mentioned, you know, obviously replacing those two Heisman candidates are not going to be easy. And you've got a freshman quarterback. Is he a true freshman or a redshirt freshman? Uh, but a redshirt. He, he redshirt, played. Uh, so. okay. Played a little bit last year. Not much, but uh, you know, as Lane Kiffin was surprised, he uh, is nearly a million dollars in it in NIL deals already for yeah. playing like four games at Alabama. So, but anyway, uh, I've that's, heard that that's... they're also going to be going back to the uh, just ground and pound game that they're going to be looking like the uh, the 2009 Alabama more so than last yeah. year because of not having that offensive weapons outside. But we'll see how it goes. Their strong defense is obviously going to help them succeed even if they don't have as an explosive as an offense as they did last year but it's Alabama I mean yeah you basically just count them into the playoff every single goddamn year right no no I agree and and like I said uh Ohio State I think I think you know they're going to be battle tested in the Big Ten as well um uh, yeah I mean obviously they're going to the I got a uh, whole write-up on them baby the the Big Ten is going to be strong once again you know, I think week week two I, they play Oregon, correct? And yes. I, I think or Oregon is is one of my uh, sleeper teams to maybe uh, make some noise uh, this year. Actually, a lot of the teams in the Pac-12, I think, you know, you, usually they they underperform. So you know, if I mm-hmm. if I say uh, they're they're going to be strong, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I got Clemson and Georgia to round it out. And uh, also, uh, real quick, I think uh, I think you're. Cincinnati Bearcats could be a little sneaky theme there. Beat me to it, Andrew. Beat me to yeah, it. They're in my yeah, top they, four. They're in my playoff. A, they've got a Desmond Ritter coming back. I think is a sneaky, uh, sneaky Heisman candidate. He is. Yep. And Last year's AAC Offensive Player of the Year. They're also uh, returning. They're returning sixteen other starters, which is like unheard of. Basically, uh, defensive lineman uh, Maja, I believe I'm saying it right. Maja Sanders. I can't remember how they pronounce it, but he's a. Uh, all-American contender. He's an absolute stud. Uh, they are obviously going to win the AAC. I mean, that's basically the sure one for that. But they got two big games against Indiana and Notre Dame. If they can win both of those and then go undefeated and win the AAC, I think they got a strong, strong chance to get into the playoff. I mean, it's hard yeah. to overlook them when they got those two big-name wins and then blow out everybody in their division. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. They are in my top four in my in my playoff. It's them. I have Alabama, I have Clemson, and of course I have Ohio State. Uh, Clemson this year, obviously, they lost two big, big names and Trevor Lawrence and Etn. That's going to hurt them, especially Etn. Uh, Lawrence, they got 
Aungawale, uh, or the hell you say his name, to back him up. And he looked pretty good last year in that one game he played. But uh, they, their wide receivers, they have – they're not like the huge names. Like usually they have Amari Rodgers, who's going to be pretty good. But, I mean, I'm going to be as explosive without that presence of ETN and without the presence of Lawrence there. So we'll see how that goes. I don't think they have the firepower to get to the national championship game or even close to win it. They're obviously going to get to the playoffs, so they're going to win the ACC easily. So, I mean, that'll automatically get them in there. But I just I don't think they have what it takes to get past that Final Four. And then uh, Ohio State, I could talk for an hour about them, but I won't switch through that. I think they're the number one team in the country this year, and I'll stand by that. That is unbiased and biased. Uh, their offense is going to be fucking electric and unstoppable, in my opinion. They have the best wide receiver room in the country, led by – Heisman favorite, Chris Olave, and another first-round pick this year, this coming year. I'm going to call that right now, Olave and Wilson going in the first round. Uh, Garrett Wilson, they got a couple redshirt freshmen and a couple true freshmen behind them. They're just absolutely unreal. Uh, like I said, like you said before, C.J. Stroud's going to be throwing the ball. He's looked fantastic. Uh, they got really, really, really strong running backs uh, led by Master Teague, and then they got a redshirt freshman, uh, Mayan Williams, and true freshman, Travion Henderson. Those three are going to be fighting it out for the uh, number one and number two spots, but with them being so good, that's going to open up the play action for those incredible wide receivers. So, I mean, this offense, I honestly don't see anything that's going to be stopping this. They're returning a couple of their tight ends who are pretty damn studly. I mean, it's completely – I have no idea how anybody's going to stop it. I mean, their defense is just – it's just solid. I mean, it's hard to beat that. And their offensive – they're sorry, the defensive line is going to be incredible this year. I think it's going to be one of the best in the country. Their corners, they've lost a couple. They got uh, seven banks out there, but that's really a big name. Linebackers, they're hurting on because they graduated three of their stud linebackers last year. But their defensive line is going to hold that fort down. I think their defense is going to be solid enough to keep up with their unbeatable offense and – I got them winning the whole thing, baby. Unbiased and biased, winning the whole goddamn thing. Go Bucks! Are Are you at all worried about uh, like? I, I obviously we know their quarterbacks are talented, but they, none of them have really had any game action. Are you at all worried that you know? I've seen a little you, bit. I mean, you go yeah, from like Justin Fields, JT Barrett. You go through all these you know quarterbacks that have had ton of experience, and then you go to CJ Stroud. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm a little bit worried about it, but I, I've heard good things out of camp from C.J. Stroud about how ready he is. Obviously, he didn't really play that much last year. Actually, Jack Miller took more of the snaps uh, of the backup roles last year, but C.J. Stroud beat him out. But I think the the strength of that quarterback room is going to push push sorry push C.J. to step up and be that player that we need him to be because Jack Miller behind him, you got um. McCord is behind him, and then their freshman that just skipped a year of high school to come in there. Good God, I'm blanking on his name. I'm uh, Quinn, Quinn Ewers. Yes, Quinn yeah. Ewers. Yeah, he, him coming in. Those three behind CJ are going to push him to not make any silly mistakes just to be out there and be who he's supposed to be because the next three guys up are damn near just as good as him. So if he messes up at all, he's going to lose that job. So the, I think the competition is going to breed success in that room, and then all the all the weapons that he has around him, I think he's going to be just fine, even though without the uh, experience of other quarterbacks. By the way, did you see that uh, Quinn is going to sign a million-dollar autograph deal? Yeah. 
Yes, he come is. On, come he's on got now. that. He's already got a couple come other deals now. lined up. Uh, uh, do you see his truck he got for free? He's got I mean, a brand new nice F two fifty. He's getting for free. It's like ridiculous. The kid is not even. I, I mean, that, like that's 18. obviously. Are you kidding that, me? That's obviously why he skipped his senior year of high school, right? We already knew he. Was, yeah. You know, got to be getting all. Goddamn, eighteen. I mean, and he's already getting a million dollar deal. That's. That's gonna be. I mean, I'm afraid that might cause some issues personally, but right. <laughs> good, good for him. Shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess he's definitely earned it with his talents and whatever he's done. Yeah, but, he's earned it in high school. He hasn't earned it across yet. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, they're going to – and all Ryan Day does is recruit. It seems like he just puts, you know, yeah. the top top uh, class every year. So Yeah, but my four, Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and UC. Uh, my sleepers, obviously UC. They're one of my, good, my guys. And then uh, another sleeper I have this year is LSU. Uh, Coach O got rid of his coordinators and brought two new ones in that are supposed to be taking the playing style of LSU back to that 2019, 2019 team that won the national title. Uh, Bo Pelini, he's gone, so hopefully their defense won't be atrocious this year. Oh, they were terrible. Doing. <laughs> Bo Pelini's a great guy, but, I mean, that was just not good last year. Uh, they have, like, 41 points in Mizzou. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were fucking terrible. But uh, their QB, Max Johnson, looked pretty strong late last year, so he should come back and be pretty solid. Uh, the running back room is a pretty strong committee of three different guys that there's not really one stud. They'll just they'll run the ball solid between the three of them. Uh, their wide receiver room is not bad. Uh, Keishon Butte, I believe his name is. Like, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. He's one of the best receivers in the country. Yeah, Butte, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's nice, nice little Cajun name right there, but he's one of the best wide receivers in the country, so that's going to be pretty strong connection there between Max Johnson and him. Uh, their O lines returning four starters from last year, and anytime your O lines returning that many starters, are going to be pretty solid. So, my two sleepers are UC and LSU. I think LSU is going to make some noise. I think they'll be the hardest or the best contenders to Alabama coming out of the SEC. Maybe Texas A and M, but I think LSU is going to make that step. And I think they'll be coming under the radar because of how bad they were last year. Yeah, I think they'll be coming under the radar. People aren't going to be ready for them. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, I think, I think, uh, obviously. Any game in that SEC, maybe besides Vanderbilt, and same same with the Big Ten. You know, uh, uh, you're going to get battle tested every week, and I think that'll help. You know, those teams that want to, you know, not not be necessarily sneaky, obviously, or you know, have a chance at the playoffs. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, and, and we'll see how, uh, how much longer there will be. You know, only four teams before they actually, if they expand it which will be another topic, another issue, or maybe not another issue, but, you know, just, just present new possibilities uh, for these teams to uh, potentially sneak in. But no, I agree on, uh, on uh, uh, Cincinnati being a sleeper. And as I mentioned, potentially Oregon and USC as well in the Pac-12. Yeah. Uh, USC looks pretty damn good. Yeah. And it'll be interesting. I I believe they returned like 41 players or, Something like that, it's pretty crazy. And they obviously lost to Oregon uh, last year in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. Uh, yeah. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens there. But, no, uh, uh, obviously, uh, it, it's – I mean, you, you look forward to it every Saturday. Just it, It's uh, the best sport to watch. College just, football is the best sport to watch, hands it, down. I will stand by that. It comes on at 11 a.m. and it didn't get done till 10 at mm-hmm. night. I mean, you just and nobody cares. You just sit sit there and drink beer and eat 
And he, uh-huh. Amen, right. baby. Amen. And NFL is fun to watch, but there is nothing like college football. Nothing and, like it. And the thing, the thing that uh, adds for NFL to me is just the stress of fantasy. Oh, God. There, yeah. there is there is no stress. Well, maybe if you're a, like a diehard fan, I guess. <laughs> during yeah, game, I get pretty right? damn stressed watching my games usually. Right? Sometimes. Well, not, but, actually, not usually. But, but you know – you, you can just kind of relax and enjoy the game for the most part, unless it's like yeah. a bigger game, you know. And but, some uh, some big big time games to look forward to: uh, USC versus Notre Dame. That's uh, October twenty third. Yeah, UC University of Cincinnati versus Notre Dame. That's gonna be a big one. October second, uh, Penn State and Ohio State. Uh, October thirtieth, uh, Texas versus Oklahoma. Uh, they're both pretty damn good. It's probably the highest ranked game between them two in a while. And then uh, Oklahoma's one of their last few games in the. Same conference as Texas. Uh, so we'll see that October 9th. Uh, Alabama and Texas A&M, October 9th. And Oregon, Ohio State, September 9th. So October 9th's got some pretty damn good things going on. Yeah. There. But Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama and Texas A&M, that's going to be two pretty good ones to watch. But some good games to look forward For sure. to. I, I want to say real quick, uh, Texas, uh, you kind of mentioned it, Texas and Oklahoma, future uh, SEC schools. So it'll be interesting to see. Also with the realignment, uh, I think I saw some the other day, Big Ten, uh, ACC, and Pac, or, uh, Pac-12 potentially thinking about some realignment issues, realignment uh, ideas. I don't know if it'll happen or not, but we'll if see. That, if, I mean, honestly, if that happens, I think the whole goddamn con- uh, country should realign yeah. and just make like four – super powerful conferences. four regions <laughs> yeah four re- honestly that'd be the smartest thing to do yeah four regions have the sec big yeah. 10 uh acc and then i don't know all those other goddamn like california teams <laughs> over there. Just, yeah you know all those teams <laughs> over there but then but I, I mean it's be the smartest thing to do <laughs> texas and oklahoma they're they're smart they're getting out of the low conference they're in because they knew that even winning the they're in pac-12 right am i going yeah. no yeah the yeah who yeah yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. No, they're they're gonna go to they're in the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, nah. Big Twelve. Jesus, I hate, there's so many goddamn numbers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Big Twelve. Even if they win that division, it's hard to get into the college football playoff because yeah, they're not one of the power five. They're not one of the big names. So if they go, to, I think they're gonna get stomped on the first couple of years, but then they'll get those big name recruits, the SEC recruits, and it's gonna be a, very much beneficial for them to get no, their big I, names back. And I think uh, I think the Big Twelve could be in a little bit of uh, a little bit of a uh, predicament, a little bit have some issues if uh, both of they those. Have, they have I nobody. Mean, they, they have nobody. <laughs> nobody. But Oklahoma State, they're probably gonna be the only yeah decent team in that. But and, and you met, real quick, you mentioned uh, Penn State, Wisconsin this weekend. I think Penn State upsets Wisconsin. I think that's the big first uh, upset. I yeah, don't as much it. as I hate Penn State, I'd have to agree. But uh, Wisconsin is uh, five-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Obviously, uh, Wisconsin is at home. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that's a big first uh, upset of the weekend or of college football this year. All right. I'm going to keep going football. I'm going to go to a little NFL now. Move it right along. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we, uh, we had – as we mentioned, we had a draft uh, last weekend, so we'll get into that here in a second. But uh, we've obviously had uh, some movement in the offseason, some big injuries already. You hate to see that with uh, mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins and ETN and, and Cam Akers. It seems to be the running back must have a little bit of a, a curse That's going on. It's unfortunate. But, but uh, has anything uh, this offseason kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I got actually got pretty 
big size list here for new new faces going new places. A lot of QBs been moving around. You got yeah, I noticed that too. Sam Darnold going to the Panthers, Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff trading teams. Stafford at the Rams now, Goff at the Lions. Uh, you got Carson Wentz with the Colts. We'll see how soon he plays because of the injuries, but we'll see. Uh, Fitzmagic going to the Washington football team. Tyrod Taylor is going to be leading those fantastic Houston Texans. They're going to be incredible this year. Count on that. Oh my! God. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then my guy Andy Dalton is going to be with the Bears. We'll see how long he's a starter. He's the starter for the first week at least. We'll see how long it takes for Justin Fields to take over there. Uh, Kenyon Drake to the Raiders. You got Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram to the Texans. Uh, wide receivers, you got a lot of them moving around. Julio Jones to the Titans. Kenny Galladay to the Giants. Corey Davis to the Jets. A.J. Green, old faithful to the Cardinals. Uh, you got Will Fuller to the Dolphins. Even though we will not see him week one, he's still playing out the suspension. Uh, Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots and Curtis Samuel also to the Washington football team. There's, I mean, there's a shit ton I can name off here, but those are right. the big name, like playmakers that everybody knows the names of. Those are the big ones moving around, but I mean, it's going to be pretty cool to see a lot of these new faces in new places. A lot of these guys have been with their respective teams for a while and then just decided to move. Like, I mean, Julio Jones has been a Falcon since he was drafted and now he's up there with the Titans. So it's going to be pretty exciting to see that, how that plays out. But any big ones standing out there to you, Andrew? No, you you kind of you kind of touched on it. it I, I was just kind of going through, and and I didn't even really realize how many quarterbacks. Yeah, I and, know. And not just like like random quarterbacks, like kind like bigger names, big right? names. Yeah, like Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, or Carson Carson Wentz. Uh, he was seems to be on the mend now from an injury. Uh, I had Will Fuller written down. Uh, Orlando Brown was kind of a bigger one on the offensive line going to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They replaced uh, Eric Fisher with him. And, uh, yeah, Jeff Cooney going to the Chiefs too. Yeah, so the, they they uh, completely remodeled that uh, that offensive line. Obviously, uh, seeing Mahomes run around for his life in the Super Bowl <laughs> uh, was uh, kind of a red flag there, and they kind of re- they realized uh, we, we better get our, uh, our superstar protected. But uh, yeah, I mean, and as you mentioned, some some uh, weapons uh, on the outside at receiver as well. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how these new players uh, kind of mesh with their teams. And uh, I believe the first game is uh, is the Cowboys and uh, Cowboys and Buccaneers on Thursday night. Yes. Uh, so we'll see uh, Dak back as well. If they, explosive, two explosive offenses going at it, that'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm uh, super excited for that. But I like I like I said with uh, with NFL, you seem to pay attention more to fantasy and and worry about <laughs> worry about what the hell your players are doing, and and it just gets stressful, especially when that when that bank account keeps adding up. It's twenty bucks here. Jeez, bucks I know. It's like I'm in too many damn leagues. I need to. <laughs> but anyway, while yeah. it's good for those guys going to new places, you got some unfortunate stories going around with a lot of injuries happening in the preseason and playing the uh, practices. But uh, J.K. Dobbins, big one. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season. I believe it's a possibility he tore his MCL. They has to go in for more MRIs to find mm-hmm. that out. But he's out for the season. Uh, Bakhtiari, David Bakhtiari of the Green Bay Packers is placed on the pup list for a knee injury. Uh, if you're on the pup list, you were out for at least six weeks. So that's going to be a hard one for Packers to swallow. 
Uh, T.Y. Hilton is out, out for at least four weeks after neck surgery, so we'll see how the uh, wide receiver core of the Colts are looking. Hopefully Carson Wentz doesn't get just destroyed because of that, but we'll see. Uh, you mentioned ETN. He is out for the season. Unfortunate to not be able to see that rookie shine. You got Cam Akers, uh, an Achilles injury. He's likely out for the whole season. He might make a return at the very end, but it's doubtful. Uh, Michael Thomas is on also on the pup list out for at least six weeks after getting that ankle surgery. And then uh, a big name on the defensive side for the Patriots, uh, Stefan Gilmore was just placed on the pup list for a quadricep injury. So he's out for at least six weeks. That'll hurt their defense tremendously, which sucks to see for me. We'll see for that later. Cause he's on my dynasty team now, but anyway, uh, any other big name injuries you think I missed there? There's a, there's a lot of them that just happened because those preseason games, but yeah. And, and no, you, you, you seem to hit on all the big ones. I, I and I just want to kind of, touch on uh, all three of those running backs that got hurt yeah were you know two of them are second year guys expected to take the next step forward right because like yeah both of them are gonna be starters right and take the reins of that running back room and then etn was you know projected to play a, a pretty big role in jacksonville they, they loved his uh, skill set obviously teammate of uh of trevor lawrence at clemson and you know, you, you, it just makes you really wonder, like, it, like, I mean, it's pre-seat. Like, obviously, you kind of need to get up the game speed. But you can do that with, like, with uh, with joint practices, right? Like do, like, do you even need to play preseason games? Like, why can't you just have a whole bunch I of hate, I hate preseason. Oh, I think preseason is good for those players who are on the bubble of making a team. But I don't think you should play your stars in preseason. It's just, <laughs> I mean, stuff like this happens – it's I mean Dobbins was hurt on the last game yeah. of preseason, which I think def, definitely shouldn't, no starter should play during the shouldn't last even game. fucking play. <laughs> no, it's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. But it's, it is what it is. They're gonna do it, they're gonna keep doing it because that's just that's what the league does. It sucks, yeah. but I mean it, it it, and it's it's a it's a money thing too, right? You put you put the games on yeah. on TV, you get money from it. Nobody watches the preseason, everybody knows it's stupid and, to watch the preseason. And that's, and that's kind of my point is like you could you could have like the Chargers and the Rams have a joint practice, and yeah, you might have a fight at the end of the damn thing, but but uh, you, I mean you're gonna still get the same same effects, right? It's like Matt, Matt Ryan did. I mean, just for example, like Matt Ryan didn't play at all in preseason. Obviously, Dak didn't because you know he's trying to uh, fully come back from injury. Yeah. But like Bur- Burrow played three snaps. Yeah, it's, I mean it's like, just don't risk it. It's stupid. Right. Why would you risk it? Right. Play those guys who need those reps to try to earn their spot on the team. Don't play the right. starters who are obviously going to make the team. Right. It's just stupid. They're taking away good chances for those guys to shine and prove that they deserve a spot on the roster and not get pushed off to the practice squad. It's it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But it's just going to keep happening. They're not going to yeah, change. Sure. I promise and, that. And, and as I mentioned, it, it stings more because because those three guys are so young. And, and, and yeah, they are so young. You know, They could come back, but they were all – expected to be the guy mm-hmm. you know and 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 as you mentioned it last game last game in Dobbins case just it's gotta suck for him and and hopefully he comes back fully healthy for, yeah. for next season he'll be back next year and he's gonna be the lead lead back on one of the best running offenses in the league so I mean he's gonna be and, great and as you mentioned he's he's on your dynasty team you got him yes, in what, like he round, is. round uh round nine right 
I don't. It wasn't. I don't think it was nine. I think it was more like six ish. But I mean, it was a steal for his. Yeah. He's. It's a dynasty team. I think some of the guys we played with didn't realize that and didn't realize you know he's gonna be on your team forever. Right. He's oh, second year back and he's only gonna be right. for one year. I mean, I thought that was an absolute steal. Next yeah. year, my running back room is gonna be unbelievable. But we'll talk more about that later. What I want to hear from you now, Andrew, I have three of them listed for myself, but I want to hear yours. What are your yeah. sleeper teams this year in the NFL? Sleeper teams? Yeah, sleeper I've teams. Got... Who's, who's ones that are projected to be terrible, but you think they're going to be good? I want to hear it. Well, I, don't, I don't know if they're projected to be terrible, but I think the yeah. Chargers. I think the Chargers are uh, sneaky. I mean, I sneaky. They're, they're decent. I think Herbert will take another step and, may, and maybe contend for, for the playoffs. Uh, I've got the Panthers. Okay. I, I uh, obviously a lot of that depends on what kind of Sam Darnold they're going to get, but uh, hopefully they'll have a fully healthy Christian McCaffrey for the whole year. You know, we got Robbie Anderson out, outside, I think. And every, every draft pick uh, this year was uh, for the Panthers was on the defensive side. So I think they've really tried to uh, sure that area up. Uh, I've got the Dolphins. I think Tua takes uh, takes another step and and maybe uh, maybe competes uh, in the AFC there. And then I don't know if this is a sleeper because I, I, I think they're 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 a solid team as it is. But you know, being in the NFC West uh, with the with the Rams, the 49ers, and the uh, Seahawks, I, I think the Cardinals could could really challenge to win the whole win the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see we'll see what happens. Do you have any? Uh, Besides, the, besides the Bengals. Hey, chill, chill, chill. You oh. actually didn't mention any of my three, which I'm a little surprised about. My, my first one's not really a sleeper. I mean, they were good last year. They won their division last year. But Washington football team, Yeah, I think they're going to take a huge step this year. They're returning Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson, who were both studs last year. And then they're adding uh, the likeness of Curtis Samuel to the outside. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is now their new quarterback. Uh, last year, I think they were just cursed by awful quarterback play. No offense to those guys, but I mean, I love Alex Smith. Great story, but he just did not play well. I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick slinging the ball to Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin and then Antonio Gibson being the stud he is, I think they're going to take a huge step this year. And then obviously their defense is arguably the best in the NFL behind the Rams. We'll see. But I think they're going to take a huge step this year. Uh, my next sleeper is the Chicago Bears, believe it or not. Andy Dalton's going to be solid to start the first few games until they make that switch to Justin Fields, who has looked incredible in the preseason. Real quick, how many games do you, do you think? Like three for Dalton before Fields takes uh, over? I'd give it three four? to four. I'd have to look at the schedule to see who they're playing, but I'd give it three to four. Because Fields just look too good. Their entire yeah, fan base sure. is calling for it. And Andy Dalton's going to play good. He's he's not going to be incredible superstar. and He's not going to be terrible. It's He's just going to be good. But they they got good wide receivers and Mooney and uh, Robinson. Montgomery's solid. He's going to play good. Their their defense is solid. They're going to keep him in games. I think the one thing that they need to do to be a solid contender is to get rid of Matt Nagy because he's an awful coach. I don't know how yeah. he still has his job. If they can get rid of Matt Nagy at least halfway through the season, I think they'll make a solid push into the playoffs to make some noise. And then my last one, you know who it's going to be. The Cincinnati Bengals, baby. There you go. We got an electric offense. Uh, our defense has made some strides in the offseason to improve. Uh, we got some big guys stepping up. 
nobody's watching. Nobody's looking for us. Everybody's counting us out. I, I mean, obviously we're in the hardest division in the NFL in the AFC North, but we're going to make some noise, baby. Nobody's, nobody's watching for us this year. Our offense is incredible. Our defense is good. We got a solid, solid kicker in McPherson. I mean, he looked incredible in the uh, preseason, but my Cincinnati Bengals, we're going to make some noise, man. I'm calling and, it right now. And, look, and, and we, we, we probably, or you have, we, we kind of talked about it probably in previous podcasts, but I think, I think their offensive line is going to be way better. Actually, yes. pro, actually protect Joe Burrow. Yes. So, so the guy's not, you know, getting hit every damn time. Seemed like he was on the ground every play. Yeah, so it was Which is, they got they got the new offensive line coach and they looked pretty damn good in the preseason. They gave up zero sacks in the preseason, which is unheard of, especially yeah. for the Bengals who were dog shit last year. But yeah, their offensive line's looking much much better, and they actually have good backups on that. So if someone gets hurt, they got someone to step up. Uh, they got good tight ends. Their wide receivers are incredible. Joe Mixon's gonna be playing good. Samaje P. Ryan right behind him. I mean, it's we're we're underrated. People aren't looking for us. We're gonna come out of yeah. nowhere and shock a lot of people. And, and can I say? Can I add one more thing? Is like I, I don't know if this team is like considered a sleeper. Obviously, they're a freaking dynasty. But I think I think uh, I think the Patriots. Like I think. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, yeah. I think I think Mac Jones is gonna help them a lot better than Cam would. And I, and I think their defense is gonna be better too. I mean, their I think, defense is always good. Honestly, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously starting a rookie quarterback, you, you never know. Yeah, but, I mean, it's going to be better than Cam Newton. Right. <laughs> Anything's going to be better than Cam Newton. Right. So I, I couldn't I mean, believe they were actually going to have him start for a while there. Yeah. I, no, I think they made the right choice. I really do. And I think starting Mac, you know, gives you that you, you, you know what direction it's you're going to go in now. So I think I think they're going to be back and – yeah, Mac, Mac Jones is a Bill Belichick quarterback, so he's going to succeed yeah. just fine. They, they obviously don't have a lot of offensive weapons out on the outside. They got uh, Nikhil Harry and <laughs> yeah, it's Aguilar, like Jacoby Myers too. That's yeah, Jacoby like, yeah. Myers. So they're going to be decent, but I mean, yeah. Well, I think they'll be like middle of the pack. They might yeah. sneak in there for a wild card. They're definitely not going to beat the Bills, so they're not going to make it out of that division. But. Yeah. They could make, they could make some noise. I could see no, that. I think uh, and, and obviously Mac Jones has looked good in a breezy, and he's like thirty six to fifty two. Yeah. You know, he's like, and and you talk about it, he's like a perfect Bill Belichick guy. So yeah, he's not yeah. going to be a star, but he's not going to be awful. He's going right. to be really good. He's yeah. not going to go make the like yeah. the super like the fifty yard runs. He's going to make the big time throws, and he's going to be proficient. It's a good word for Mac Jones. Proficient. He's going to make he's going to make good of their offense. I think, but anyway, gonna, I think he's going to be one of Goldberg's uh, starters. Probably, the, yeah. Goldberg got to deal with that. I'm a little upset. I was going to take him just to have him on my bench. I wanted to get one of those yeah. rookie uh, quarterbacks. I unfortunately couldn't, but uh, I'll try and get one next year. Right? You got to kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's. The thing. I don't know who's like, going to be coming out next year. Maybe yeah. the uh, JT Daniels. Maybe probably I don't know like Sam Howell. Like no, yeah, no, nobody, nobody is good. I mean, that, that's that's the thing with dynasties. Like you. You got to plan for for years, right? And, yeah, and, uh, it, it was fun. You know, that's the first dynasty uh, dynasty that I've ever done. Yeah, Have, did you do well, dynasty? Have you done dynasty before? Nope, first one. But can't get ahead of ourselves, Andrew. We got a couple more things to talk oh, about here in NFL before we get to dynasty. I, I was trying. I was trying fantasy to, talk. I know you're, you're excited. I, trying, I know. <laughs> I, I, was, I was trying to segue. You know? <laughs> we got to. We got. We get the NFL. We got. We need. To, I need to hear some playoff predictions here, buddy. Come on, we got to get. We got to get a little saucy. We got to tell people what we think. I'll go ahead and start this off. 
uh, with my player yeah. predictions, uh, we both came up with our division winners and then obviously our three wild cards for each for each conference. So I'll just run through them real quick. Uh, in the AFC, I got the Bills winning the East and the Chiefs winning the West. They'll both have the buys, the one and two seeds. Uh, I got the Browns coming out of the competitive North, uh, Titans out of the South, and then my three wild cards for the AFC. Ready for it? Mm-hmm. Bengals. And then you got the Ravens and the Dolphins. So you got three teams out of the NFC North just because how good they are. But those are my AFC teams. Uh, NFC, I got the Buccaneers winning the South and the Packers winning the North. Those two teams earning the buys. Uh, Cardinals out of the West. That's going to be a pretty competitive division as well. Uh, the Washington football team winning the East. And then my three wild cards, I have the Rams, the Bears, and the Cowboys. So those are my playoff predictions. Uh, Super Bowl, I'm going to say the Bills. And hot take, Washington football team. Bills In the Super Bowl? Yes, but I got uh, high. I got high faith for the Washington football team, man. I, I I don't know what it is, but I mean, obviously, conference is going to be Bucks versus Washington football team. But I just I got a good feeling about them, and then I think the Bills are going to take that next step and win the whole thing this year. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I, I uh, Josh Allen is a. Uh, I mean, this guy freaking MVP. I mean, I, I've never seen an arm like him. I know. He, Arm like him, the kid can did, run. Did you did you see the highlight the other day? He's like he threw like a fifty yard. Just yeah, speedy. just casually, got it, yeah. just casually. The only thing that might hold them back is obviously their running backs. Yeah, awesome Devin Singletary. They'll be productive. But but as you as you just mentioned, uh, Josh Allen's like a third running back. Yeah, which I mean, is, yeah, he most of I think honestly most of the rushing touchdowns are going to be Josh Allen, which is can also be scary, right? If uh, your quarterback's getting hit all the time. But he's a fucking unit. <laughs> We'll he that. gets destroyed and just hops right back up like it's nothing, which is really scary for their fans. But it's really yeah. cool to see for us. Yeah. But uh, I want to hear from you. What's your What's your playoff predictions here, Andrew? In the East, Bills. Okay. The West, Chiefs. Okay. The North. It, see, this one's tough. It's like the Browns have a lot of expectations, right? High, like high expectations. Mm-hmm. You got the Ravens now with Dobbins is like, I mean, I guess Gus Edwards is all right, and again you got Lamar, and you got the Steelers who's like. Sleep on Gus Edwards though. Like, is Roethlisberger still capable? And obviously, I got to, I got to, I want to hear my take on that because I hate the Steelers. (laughs) I I got to mention. I got them coming. We're talking about the North, but no, to win, I, I. I'm still gonna go. Still gonna go the Ravens. I think. Uh, I think. I think that defense, defense will help out, and and Lamar will help carry some of that load in the uh, in the run game without Dobbins. Obviously, you, you would like to see Dobbins out there with with him. I think. Uh, in the South, I think this is definitely the weakest division. Yeah. Would you agree? By a long I mean, shot. <laughs> Like the Colts could be good, but like obviously they've already had a lot of injuries with uh, Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson, who are yep. seem to be back now. So I got to go to the Tech or the Titans. I almost said the Texans. Whoops. Oh, <laughs> God damn. And my wild cards. 
Chargers. Okay. Uh, Dolphins and Browns. I, I like the Chargers. I almost picked the Chargers. I almost picked them over the Dolphins. So they were they were up there for me. And as, as I mentioned, maybe the Patriots or uh, yeah, maybe maybe the Patriots sneak in. Who knows? Not the Bengals. Not the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> in the East. And I'm moving on to the NFC. East. Damn, this division is bad. <laughs> I, I got it. <laughs> It's re- I mean it's bad because like these the teams got like they've got talented players like you mentioned the Washington football team talented obviously the Eagles hoping that Jalen Hurts like takes the reins there you've got you've got hoping that Dak comes back healthy so I want like I'm gonna go the Cowboys there I think I think uh, I, I think you're gonna put up a shit ton of points I yeah really their do. offense is gonna be electric and. Again, getting giddy about the dynasty. Got got Dak in round two. That yeah, was I a good. That was a good pick. I, I was shocked you fell to me. Anyway, uh, the the West. Mm. See, this is tough. As I mentioned, like I think the Cardinals could be sneaky good. I think they could win the division. So, uh, I, to have a little cohesion of what I said earlier in the podcast, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. I think uh, I think one of the teams. Uh, sneak in and get a wild card, though. In the north, you got uh, the Packers. And the south, the south is tough. It's like, obviously, the Panthers uh, Panthers and Falcons are a little bit little bit rebuilding. I s- said the Panthers could be kind of sneaky. I, I want to pick the Saints here in the south. But, uh but man, I just can't. You just can't go against the uh, defending Super Bowl champs. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the Saints this year, man. Their their wide receivers are getting. I mean, they're going to be not that good. We'll see how my guy James Winston does. Yeah, I mean, Kamara is going to be great. Their defense is going to be eh. Yeah, but honestly, I, I don't know. It's going to be rough for them this year. Yeah, and you and you know, I think. Uh, Michael Thomas is a guy I wanted in the draft because I, I think uh, Griffin got good value there. I think he could be like yeah. a, he could be like a league winner if he is healthy. If, he, uh, if, if he's back to his old self, he's yeah. gonna be incredible. If he's and, not, yeah. And they seem to be super excited about uh, Marquez Callaway too. Yeah. As well. uh, so my wild cards, I I I, lo- I love Washington still. I, I think their defense. With Chase Young, Ch- Chase Young is a freak. He's all like this. This might be a little like getting ahead of myself. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. I really do. He's a once in a generation I, talent. I mean, yes, yeah. I think he. I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So he's. So there's. Uh, there's one of my wild cards. The uh, watch the football team. The uh, team name still to be determined. We'll <laughs> see what, uh, what happens there. It's between the uh, the Rams and the Seahawks for another wild card for me. I think the 49ers might be good, but it's like they, they've got some quarterback question marks. Like like same with the the um, same with the Bears too. Is like when does uh, yeah when does Trey Lance like fully take over? So I think uh, man, I, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I, I think their defense their defense is gonna be really good. Uh, 
Stafford's got some weapons out there. I think, you know, Jared Goff was successful. Like, Mm -hmm. he he threw the ball a shit ton in that offense. And Stafford's definitely had a step up from Goff. Stafford is better. Yeah. They did lose. They lost Josh Reynolds, which, I mean, he wasn't the star there. He was the third wide receiver, but that's still going to hurt. So, that's one thing to note. And my last wild card is for reasons you mentioned earlier about the Bears. I think Fields takes over, and their defense is going to be really good. So I think they uh, sneak like in and get, and get a wild card. I like it. We had a lot of similarities in there, a couple of differences, but I mean, it's 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 pretty easy to predict some of these. So I think we should take a note of this and see who's the most correct here when yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. No. No, I agree. We, this is something that we could we can definitely revisit. You know. Oh, yeah. The and, last thing and, we got for uh, NFL, Andrew, yeah. some poll predictions, some hot takes. What do you got for me? And I, I kind of, I kind of mentioned uh, one a little earlier. I think, uh, I think the uh, the Patriots are going to be with with Mac Jones now. I think they're going to surprise some people. Obviously, I just said, mm-hmm. didn't have my playoff playoffs. But. Uh, no, I think I think uh, I think they're really going to surprise some people, and in uh, the Panthers as well with a uh, with a healthy healthy Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold is still young. He, yeah. He's now he's he's out of New York. He like he's in a, <laughs> away from a, Adam Gase, <laughs> away from like complete toxic environment. I'm excited now, to see how he's how he's going to do. If he's going to live up to the hype where he when he got drafted, or if he's actually that bad like he was for the Jets. Well, I'm excited to see how he does. Honestly, and, and as I mentioned, like every every draft pick that they had this year, well, I guess they drafted Chuba Hubbard. So, so oh yeah, uh, but uh, majority of their draft picks were on the defensive side of the ball. They knew that it was uh, an area that they had to improve, and they certainly did that throughout the draft and in the offseason. So yeah, those, they those did are, lose Curtis Samuel, which will hurt, but yeah. they still got some solid weapons in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. So yeah. and then obviously Christian McCaffrey's gonna be back after being injured for basically every single game last year. Yeah. So those are a couple uh couple uh bold predict I guess are they bold bold predictions? I guess so. Yeah. Mine I had were uh as I mentioned before the uh, the Washington football team Taking that leap, I originally had them down for making the conference uh, championship. But you got them in the Super Bowl. I now have them <laughs> moved up to the Super Bowl. Yes, I you do. You think uh, Fitz? Fitz? How, how old is uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't, I don't even kidding? know. Honestly, yeah. I mean, hold on. Give me, give me two seconds here. Ryan Fitzpatrick is thirty-eight. Holy shit. He's been on basically every team in the NFL, but, I mean, he's just always good. He slings the ball like nothing else. He's incredible throwing the ball deep, which him and Terry McLaurin are going to have one hell of a connection this year. I think that's going to be – he's going to be pushing to lead the NFL in receiving yards, in my opinion. So, yeah, I think – yeah, I think Washington football team making it to the Super Bowl. That's a big one for me. Uh, Beating a dead horse here, but the Bengals, I have them winning 14-plus games. 14 plus games and making it to the playoffs. You heard it here first. In one of the hardest, like the (laughs) hardest division in football. I got them coming out second place in the AFC North. I got it going Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. That's my prediction right there, right now. Browns, Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers. 
write it down, set it in stone, 14-plus games, make it to the playoffs, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I got Josh Allen winning MVP. That's not really a hot take. I mean, he's one of the favorites. That's not really a shocking one. I think he's going to take that step with the MVP. Uh, and then my last one is, I hate to say it because I hate this team with a passion, but I think Najee Harris might possibly win the rushing title this year. The, the Steelers, Big Ben's getting old. He can't throw as much. Uh, they always under Mike Tom, they've always been a run first team. They always run the ball. Najee Harris is basically by himself. There's no other running backs there. Uh, Big Ben's not going to be running the ball. He's going to be dumping the ball off to Najee Harris a lot. So he's going to have a lot of receiving yards. He's going to have a lot of touchdowns. And like I said, they're run first team and he is basically the only, but he's going to have like a Derrick Henry esque production level. And he's a stud. They got a good offensive line in front of him. So, bold prediction: Najee Harris to win the rushing title. See how that one goes. Here's a sneaky, sneaky rookie of the year choice for me is uh, Devontae Smith. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I think him and Hertz are going to have like you know former Alabama teammates. Yeah, and uh, the Eagles don't uh, have any other wide receivers. So, I mean, he's going to he's going to have to target him. It's like. Like Zach Ertz is like not existing anymore. Dallas, like Dallas Goddard, I guess shares with him, but it's like him. Like you said, yeah, who even are there other wide receivers? I honestly don't uh, know if like, I can name another wide receiver. Travis Fulgham, that guy. Oh yeah. And, uh, Actually, I heard he got cut. Did he really? I heard. I I don't think we're in this. Let me look it up. But I heard he got cut. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I I don't know any other their wide receivers. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Honestly, I really don't. Oh, they got they still have Jalen Rager, who yep, yep. has been uh, Eagles wave Travis Fulgham. So, and they still have, like I said, Jalen Rager, who has been disappointing so far. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, I mean obviously Heisman winner, right? He's got the talent, but if he can keep it up, because I mean, corners and. Uh, safety is going to be covering him. They're a lot bigger than they yeah. are in college football. So if he can beef up, get some muscle on his bones, get a little bit oh. bigger, and actually stay healthy, I think he'll be a stud. So their their depth chart on ESPN. I don't know if this is reliable. I guess it's pretty reliable, but they've got their three receivers as Devont Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins. I can't. Oh Jesus Christ! I forgot about Greg Ward. Greg Ward's a solid player. Oh yeah, JJ yeah, yeah. JJ Arcega Whiteside. So yeah, I think I think there's plenty of targets there for Devonta. Uh, yeah, but all right, you've been biting at the heels yeah. here to get to this. For fantasy wise, we're not going to talk a whole lot about it tonight because, like Andrew said, we have a. Fantasy draft coming up this weekend. Is it this weekend or next weekend? This Saturday. This Saturday? Okay. 12, so, yeah. team, 12 team PPR league. Yep. This is our redraft league. So we don't want to give away all of our secrets. So we're not going to talk about that on this podcast. We will on a future show have a big fantasy football talk about all of our sleepers, our big names to look out for and whatnot. But we don't want to give away our, all of our secrets yet. So for just now, we're going to talk about our dynasty teams. Like Andrew said, this was our dynasty startup draft. We are this is our first one we've been involved in. A bunch of our friends from school and our fraternity brothers, we got one of those started. So we had our initial draft for that. 
this past weekend. I'm okay with my team. I'm not ecstatic. But, uh, Andrew, you want to run through your team real quick and talk about who you're looking forward to having on your team or not? Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, I didn't really expect the draft to play out as it did, right? Uh, Me neither. So I had picked four. And I took Kyler Murray with my first choice, which I felt like, you know, I, I was either going to go yeah. Kyler Murray or we are we are in a super flex league, so yeah. wide or quarterbacks were a hot hot commodity yeah. on that one. So I was either going to take uh, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray, whoever fell to me, and I already got a trade proposed to me for Kyler Murray. Oh my <laughs> God, like, who the second. It was like during the second round. <laughs> it was a uh, Logan Lingle. Oh my God! Uh, uh, offered me uh, first next year and a third next year for Kyler Murray, and I said, "What?" Yeah, uh, way more than that. <laughs> way more than that. So and so then I, as I mentioned, I didn't expect uh, Dak to fall to me in the second round. I didn't expect to take two quarterbacks in a row. You know, I expected to kind of wait. Uh, and then Travis Kelsey, uh, obviously getting older, but still very productive. And then I went, I went running back heavy. Took, took, uh, took your guy Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. and uh, Miles Sanders, and then uh, uh, David Montgomery is also one of my running backs. So a lot of potential there, but also a lot of health risk. You know, you know, a lot of them have had uh, injuries in the past. And then uh, Mike Evans and Robert Woods are uh, are headline my receiving core with Odell Beckham. Uh, at, as uh, as another option, pretty so, solid you know, team. Yeah, I was uh, I was happy to kind of get a mixture of uh, of like proven guys along with uh, you know some young, some guys on the younger side who are still yeah. uh, having still having a uh, Kenyon Drake and David Montgomery on your bench. That's gonna be pretty yeah. pretty nice to have. Those two are productive, so it's gonna be good to have those two on their bench just in case someone gets hurt. Yeah. Uh, obviously, having Kelsey is one of a kind. He can't, he can't beat Evan Travis Kelsey. He's, no. he's a, he's a league winner. I mean, he's basically yeah. every single week, he's going to beat whatever other tight ends on the other side. And then Kyler Murray and Dak, Dak Prescott, that's a pretty solid pairing for your QBs. So you got a pretty decent team. Man. And, and, Not and bad. I, you know, and I, I waited on wide receiver. Obviously I didn't, I don't think I picked him until like round six, but I felt like Travis yeah. Kelsey, I felt like Travis, Travis Kelsey is like a number one wide receiver. You know? Oh, he is. Yeah, he is. He'll, he'll beat your wide receivers. Yeah. He, he's going to get like 10 targets a game and yeah. in the red zone. So yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. But like I said, a lot of, a lot of uh, health question marks too with Odell Beckham. You know, don't, don't know what you're going to get from him either. So. I had a bad experience with Odell a couple years ago on my fantasy team. So I refused to draft him ever again. So I don't know, like that one, but thanks for sharing. That's my now. opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's my opinion. I, I had a bad experience with him a couple years ago, where he was supposed to be incredible, and I picked him high, and he was terrible, and it just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I refused to draft him. But anyway, <laughs> what what do you what do you think about your team? I like it. It, it didn't go as like there's a couple guys that I really really wanted that I couldn't get. Uh, my arch nemesis Griffin stole like four of my picks right before I was about to do it. And I was very upset. I was texting him the whole time. Like you motherfucker, you kept taking my picks, but right. uh, a quarterback I got, I'm, I'm, I like my quarterbacks. I got Ryan Tannehill who is just Mr. Reliable. He's always good. He was one of my guys I had circled to get in the later rounds. So I really wanted him. 
Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, and then my guy Joe Burrow. Uh, my running backs, my running backs are pretty solid. I got Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones as my starters. And then uh, Raheem Mostert, who I think is going to be a sleeper this year. Uh, Philip Lindsay, and then, as Andrew mentioned before, I have J.K. Dobbins on my bench. Uh, tight end, I kind of got screwed on that one. I got There was a big rush on tight ends in our draft, and it kind of screwed me. I was hoping to get some later. Uh, I got stuck with Cole Komet. I, I think he'll be good. He'll be better than he did last year, but eh, yeah. I wasn't really happy about that one. Uh, my wide receivers, though, those are my – that's my strongest suit right now, and I'm going to stand by that. I got Justin Jefferson in the second round. Uh, I got Juju, T. Higgins, Devontae Parker. I got Will Fuller, Tyler Boyd, uh, Darnell Mooney. I think it's going to take a big big leap this year. Uh, Denzel Mims, eh, we'll see how he goes. I did get Devontae Smith, so we'll see if he stacks up. I'm going to keep him on my bench for now and see if he steps up. And then Nico Collins, uh, I got to put on my taxi squad just to get him out of there. But uh, I like my wide receivers. I got uh, two pretty solid stacks of wide receiver QB pairings with uh, Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins and then Joe Burrow with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I was pretty happy about that. I, I like drafting a wide receiver with his quarterbacks because if they have a big week, they're both going to have a big week. So I like to do that. I was pretty happy about that. Mm-hmm. The, the guys I really wanted, I really wanted to get one of those rookie quarterbacks. Uh, the one I was shooting for was Justin Fields. I got that one stolen from Griffin. Uh, another one I really, really wanted was Trey Sermon. I wanted that, that stack of him and Raheem Mostert together. And uh, Trey Sermon, an ex-Buckeye, was one of my guys. I think he's going to be really good. Griffin also stole him. Uh, and then uh, there's another wide receiver. It's I'm blanking on the name right now, but I was shooting for him in the later rounds, and Griffin – oh, it was Russell Gage. Russell Gage. I was shooting for him. I think he's going to be incredible this year, and Griffin came and stole him from me too. That absolute motherfucker. Pissed, but I like my team. It's it's yeah. good. My wide receiver is going to carry me for a while. I got a, a lot of young talent. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dynasty is uh, you draft a team, and you have that team forever. Uh, your, whole, your whole roster carries on to the next year. Uh, and then you have a supplemental rookie draft each year, rookie slash free agent draft to fill those spots. Uh, it's usually a bigger team because of the dynasty, because of the roster carrying on. But that's what a dynasty is. You have one team forever. Uh, I've mentioned a taxi slot. That's where you can have a rookie player uh, be not counted onto your roster. You can just kind of stash them to see. They're basically just there. You can't start them. You can't play them. They're just there. You carry them through the seasons. But that's what a taxi squad is. But Dynasty is a little different. I think a couple of our guys that we have didn't really realize that. They drafted like they were drafting a redraft. And I think it's going to hurt them in years to come. I'm excited for it. This is my first Dynasty league. I I organized this because I, I always have a couple of friends who play them. And they talk a lot. Like they're a lot of fun. So I got everybody to do it. And. I'm pretty excited. I, I've always I've always heard Dynasty is really fun, so I'm excited to see how this one goes. And then, yeah, that's it, honestly. Yeah, there, I mean, and there were a couple players that I wanted to. One Griffin stole was uh, Michael Thomas. I, re- I really wanted yeah. him. He's a couple picks away from me. Uh, Travis Etienne went to pick, pick uh, before me. I, I, re- I wanted to stash him. 
so I ended up going with Michael Carter. Might have been a little bit of reach. And then uh, Adam Thielen went a couple – or I think it might have been a pick before. Yeah. I think Mason stole a couple of my picks, so I ended, ended up going with uh, yeah. Odell Beckham. There, there, was a big, there was a big rush on QBs early, which hurt. And then there was a huge rush. This one shocked me on the tie. Like I said, the tight ends. Yeah. Those went quick, and that, that might screw me. I did get Rob Gronkowski. I picked him up right after the draft. I picked him up uh, on the free agency. I believe I dropped Denzel Mims. Yes, I dropped Denzel Mims and got, got rid of him and picked up uh, Gronk to start because you know he's going to get the targets, whereas Cole Komet, you don't know yeah. what he's going to do this year. So I picked him up just to has like a safety net and to start. But, uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. I'm yeah, for excited. sure. And and like I said, you, you almost say long, long season. I mean, but this carries on forever. So, I mean, it's a long process, per se. Yeah. Yes, it is. So, uh, yeah, we, I mean, with that, you know, we get, get ready for a different format on Saturday, the 12-team PPR league. I believe I have a pick nine, which – it's good. Could could yeah. be good. Could be. Oh bad. yeah, I might have had. I also had the dead last pick in our dynasty draft. So yeah. it was a ten team draft, but I had dead last. Who'd we actually we did we did it in a cool way. We uh to do our picks, we each had a NASCAR driver, and and the order that they finished in on that specific race, I can't remember what it was. was That's what the pick we got. Go bowling for the go bowling at the Glen or something. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was I, it was my, I, I thought of the idea just to do something a little more fun than just doing like a random spinner or some bullshit yeah. like that. So kind of screwed me in the end. I got the dead last pick, but on our next draft, the redraft, I have numero uno. And you'll be going with Joe Burrow. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm thinking like a little T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, one-two action, maybe. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not doing that. I think it's pretty obvious who I will take. Because I mean, if you don't take him number one overall, you're kind of stupid. Right. <laughs> good old, I agree. Good old C Mac. <laughs> and and uh, I, I gotta say, I did that last year, and uh, so did I. <laughs> so did I. What? I got screwed last year by that, but uh, I'm gonna. This is a new year. New year. <laughs> Yep, and that, like, I said, like you said, that's a 12-team one, so the rosters will be a little yeah, little lackluster towards the end. We'll see how it goes. I've been yeah. in my mock drafts to see what I've been looking forward to, and if I do it correctly, if stuff pans out, which it usually doesn't with this league because people are idiots, I'll be yeah, happy with it. We'll see how it goes. Andrew, I will say, though, my name in the redraft league for the third year straight will be Andrew Sucks at Fantasy. And the third year for straight. <laughs> two years running, it has not been wrong. <laughs> True. That's why I keep making it. <laughs> I did it one year just for a joke. And then he got, what do you got, like last place that year? And then he got yeah, second like, last last yeah. year. So I'm like, well, might as well keep it running. So I might I might change it up. I might get, get like Andrew Sucks at Fantasy 3.0 or something. But that will be my name for the Redraft League again. I think mine is going to – mine last year was uh, – Fantasy football team. So I think, I'm, I think uh, that's, that's a good one. What I'm gonna I, have to, I have to think of a good name for my dynasty team. I haven't decided yet. I'm probably going to base it off of Burrow because, I mean, he's my guy, so I might as well. But I haven't decided on that one yet. This should be a good draft. I'm looking forward to it. Always fun, always anxiety-driven to be doing a fantasy draft. Oh, for sure. You know, it's one of the most like 
sweaty moments ever when you're just in the middle of the draft, especially I mean, like your person gets picked right before you and you're on the clock and you're like, Oh fuck, what am I supposed to do now? Yeah. And you're, you're ugh. my one tip for that is always have people queued always. Cause if that happens or your person gets picked right before you, you don't want to be scrambling. You don't want to be picking the wrong person just cause you have nothing to do. Have people queued. That's my biggest tip for anybody is have someone ready to go just in case. And, and like you said, you know, you, you pretty much got uh, one shot, right? It's not like you can yeah. uh, do one draft and then uh, like redo it the next day. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're always fun, especially when you're doing it with a group of friends that you, you know, enjoy. Yeah. And, and Unfortunately, I can't be with the guys. Obviously, they're all in St. Louis and I'm stuck in Cincinnati, but I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, I think we're with you guys. planning on having a big uh, draft party at, at, uh, at my house, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm jealous. For one five hours away, I drive in, but yeah, it's too damn far. It sucks. What can you do? Right? I mean, maybe, uh, maybe one day. Maybe I'll FaceTime in. There you go. Talk some shit. That's what I, I love to talk shit on it, especially if someone takes a, a iffy pick. Like, oh, my God, if we were in person when Logan Lingle picked a Sean Watson in, like, the sixth – so it was, like, seventh or eighth round. His, his, first one, his first two quarterbacks were Watson and Tom Brady in a dynasty. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, buddy, come on. Jesus. Did you see what he – uh? so we're using the uh, the Sleeper uh, app for our dynasty, and you can give your players nicknames. I'm not going to say it on here because it was pretty bad, but did you see what he – I uh, did, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Oh, buddy, <laughs> that was hot. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. He's coming in hot and heavy. I think, I, sure. think you, I think you guys can guess what it might have been. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna say it on here. This is, that's a little too spicy for me to say on here, but yeah, it's fun. I love fantasy. Always do. It's exciting, especially when you're going for money, which both of our leagues yeah. are. Personally, I think we should have coughed up a little bit more money. 20 bucks is like, it's, you know, like it's, it's it's nice but it's like come on we could have at least like 50 you're in four four leagues i mean you know <laughs> i actually leagues. i cut it down this year i cut it down our, our one friend league didn't happen this year because a lot of us is kind of the locked lost touch so i only have three personally i my, my cousin one might be happening might not i'm not entirely sure yet i'll find out this weekend at the family party so that will be my fourth but as of right now i really only got two like two and a half ones. Uh, it's uh, it's called the Megalo Bowl League. It's a the fantasy footballers podcast. They have a league with like 10,000 people where it's a bunch of like separate little leagues. And then uh, the top teams from each league goes in for the playoffs. And there's one winner out of like 10,000 at the end of that one. So it's a bunch of like random people, but I still kind of count it because it's, it's a big one. So I'll say like two and a half right now, but still love fantasy. Still love it. For sure. And uh, sticking with the NFL umbrella, ready for another top five of uh, NFL I jerseys? I am. We are one and one. I looked at it and I won the last draft, the top five, which was uh, the top five sports movie scenes. So we are one and one in the rankings right now. So this is a tiebreaker. Let's see how this see how one it goes. goes. I took the I took the first pick last time, Andrew. So I will let you take it away with your number five. Are, are we gonna alternate? So you want to do five? You do five. Yep. Yep. Let's okay. snake. Yep. Let's do it. We'll do. It. We won't snake it either. We'll just go back and forth. So my number five is a uh, a, a current. Well, I guess maybe not a current jersey, but yeah, it is. It is the uh, Chargers uh, powder blue. It's like you know when we did the NBA. Uh, NBA, you know, you pick the it, it re- reminded me of like the Denver Nuggets 
uh, jersey. It's just clean. I like the I like the powder blue look. I think it's uh, I think it's sharp. Uh, so there, there's my number five. I like it. My number five. <clears throat> I'm doing this as number five because you know I had to have one of their jerseys on here. I have to. I mean, I'm a diehard fan, and uh, they just redid these jerseys. I personally love them. I think they look great. They're plain. They're simple. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, their new 2021 black jerseys. Uh, they're black with just a plain uh, three orange stripes. Uh, the numbers on the back are orange, and I believe they have a little bit of highlight white around them, but they're clean. They're simple. They stand out. The nice uh, emphasis on the black is it's, it's mean. It's intimidating. I think they look very good. That is my number five pick is the new 2021 Cincinnati Bengals black jerseys. Number four for me is the Pat Patriot. You know, you know the, the, uh, the helmet, like the red, the Patriots, uh, like red jerseys with the blue, bluish, I guess, shoulder pads with the, the Pat Patriot guy hiking the football on the helmet. Uh, and I, I was like, when I was, like looking at these, it was interesting because they stopped. They stopped uh, wearing them. I think it was like in 2012 because the NFL uh, like banned the you can't wear like uh, alternate helmets. Yeah, like yeah, you can't season. change helmets. Uh, and it seems seems to be like they're gonna uh, change that. I think next year. I think in 20. God bless, because it's so much more cool when you have the different helmets. So let's see. Uh, let's see if they uh, wear those again. That's that's my number four. Well, you motherfucker. That is also my number four. All right. We, may, we, might, we might need to change this up a little bit next time for our next top five and do like, if you take a pick, then I can't take it because we've had a lot of repeats. I was going to say, I think every every draft we've had like two out of five the same. Yeah, I, th- I think we might need to change this up next time and do like a like more like a fantasy football draft where if I take something, you can't take it. Make it a little bit more interesting. But yeah. for now, my number four is also the – New England Patriots, the Red Pat Patriot jersey. Uh, I had it on here for the years. It was uh, 1985 was the primary year for that. I like it. And the red with the blue and white accents, nice America feel. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, having the uh, actual Patriot character on the helmet looks pretty sick. A lot better yeah, than yeah. The current helmets with the uh, just the, the face of the guy. But, yeah, that's my number four as well is the New England Patriots, Pat the Patriot. I think it's just a sharp look too. I mean, and it is. So, so my number three, you had an all black uh, uniform. So here's my number three is the Atlanta Falcons all black. I, I think it's just, I think it's, again, I, I use the word sharp here, but I think the color scheme uh, with just the, the black and the red and then the white ATL mm-hmm. and then the helmets, you know, they, they got, uh, you know, the silver accent and helmets. I think it's just a, a, yep. a I, I did. I had them written down. I had them on my list for a possibility. I, I think they do look, they look clean. They look nice. Yeah. A lot better than their current jerseys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I wish they would wear more. Yeah, for serious. All right. Uh, for my number three, uh, my other team that I'm a fan of, the Dallas Cowboys, I have their, their Navy blue jerseys. Mm. Uh, it's an alternate. They used to wear a lot more than they they do now they wore it a lot last year hopefully they wore it a lot more in the years to come because it's their best jersey it's that deep navy blue which is something you don't see very often you got the uh, silver and white stars on the shoulder and the silver and white numbers i think it's a clean look i think it's nice it's different a change up from their usual jerseys that they wear 
24-7. So my number three is the Dallas Cowboys Navy Blue jerseys. I have that uh, that written down as well. I, you know, there there's a lot of, uh, as you mentioned, it was the alternate, but there, there's a lot of classic, you know, jerseys that you kind of uh, yeah. remember these franchises for that, that really, you know, still are, are obviously prevalent. Uh, moving on, my number two is, uh, I don't know if I got a thing for like powder blue and, and football jerseys, but my number two is the Houston Oilers uh, jersey. They wore from uh, 87 to 96. And yeah, again, I, again, and I don't know if it's, you know, something with, with the helmets as well. I think it's just a complete look. Um, I think it's just a really, really uh, neat looking jersey. You, you got that? I can tell your face. You got that one too? Yep. <laughs> That's why number Stop two. The Houston Oilers, the baby blues. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Titans wear them every once in a while for their alternates, for their throwback alternates. Yeah. And I love it whenever they do because it looks sick. I love that baby blue color. The uh, the oiler on the helmet looks amazing. They got the, the red and the white accents. Mm-hmm. It looks nice. I like the patriotic theme. All around great jersey. I am going to take this snake on the number one because I don't want you taking a third one for me, God damn it. You better take it too. My number one is the Dan Marino era Miami Dolphins jerseys. The uh, the aqua blue with the orange and white mm. stripes. Get the white and orange stripes on the socks, white uh, orange stripes on the pants and the jerseys. Uh, the year range was around 1976. So it was the Dan Marino area. I love blue. Uh, it's a different blue. You don't really see this very often. It's now they're like more of an accent color. They don't really wear this. It's, they kind of changed up a little bit, but you can't beat it. The aquamarine with the orange and white stripes. It looks sick. looks clean. Uh, yeah, that's my number one. Those the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino error. I had that one written down, but I did not choose it. All right. And I, I feel like this this could be like, I don't know. I, I just, I, I there was something about this jersey when I was like, you know, looking back and, and just thinking about, you know, the jerseys that I kind of recognized and like was my number one for me is the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, cream sickle. Ugh. Yeah. See, like you could you could either find them like really ugly or and it, it's kind of like a, it's it's a weird color scheme. Obviously, a lot a lot of orange in there. Yeah. You know, with some red, which can kind of clash. Uh, they've got again, I think his name's like. Bucko, Bucko the Buccaneer, yeah. Bucko the Buccaneer on there. Uh, uh, but, I, you know, I think – and those are like – that's like a jersey that was, you know, obviously worn for 20 years. I believe it was ni- 1976 and 1996. And uh, they're, they're hoping to bring those back as well. Uh, they haven't worn those in a while. They're hoping to bring those back as well here in uh, 2021 or 2022. I love it when they do the throwback jersey days. Me too. I love it. Me too. And if they if they actually do the thing where they bring back the helmets as well, just to add that touch, it's going to be sick. Yeah, Everybody no, I, loves it. Nobody yeah. dislikes it. Let them do it because it's awesome. Let them do it more often. Some of these new jerseys honestly suck. The old jerseys yeah. were so much better. Bring them back. Everybody sure. loves them. A anyway, couple uh, round uh, it out. Quick. We got Andrew, the the Chargers powder blue, uh, the New England Patriots, Pat the Patriot, Atlanta Falcons all blacks, the Houston Oilers baby blues, and the Buccaneers creamsicle. My picks were the Bengals New Jerseys all black with the orange stripes, uh, the New England Patriots, Pat the Patriot, the Cowboys navy blue, 
Houston Oilers, Baby Blues, and the Miami Dolphins, Dan Marino era, Aquamarines. There, there were a couple, a uh, couple ones that I had written down. I had the uh, the Eagles, Kelly Green ones. Yep, those are good. Uh, and just the classic, like Packers, you know, Packers jersey, classic Cowboys jersey. Um, there was also like the Chargers. Had a little bit of a darker blue one that I that yeah, their color rush. Cool. That's nice color looking. Rush ones, yeah. Uh, I had the uh, the '91 Buffalo Bills, nice, plain and simple blue jerseys with the uh, white letters, the red accents around them. Uh, then I also had the the 2016 New England or sorry New Orleans Saints, uh, the whites with the uh, the gold bright gold letters and the gold and black stripes down the pants match the uh, the helmets. I like those. Those look good. Those are my other two, and then I had the uh, the Falcons, all blacks as well, written down. That was a good one, Andrew. This is gonna be more. This is gonna be a competitive one. I went. I yeah, went more. Sure. Uh, unlike I did on the NBA jerseys, I went more, not strictly personal, which a lot of these are personal. But I also went off of like popularity. So I went popularity, and then my favorites out of those popular ones. Unlike doing like the like the Cincinnati Royals thing, that might have screwed me on the NBA ones, but. I think this will be a little bit more competitive. But no matter what we do, we we still have two out of five the same. It feels like that's like our every goddamn deal. time, man. Every goddamn time. I think I think we should change it up them, next time. All, all four of them, we've had two out of five the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should definitely change it up next time. Maybe do a little like more like a regular draft, or if I, I think agree. you can't, and you go add a little bit more excitement. We'll have to prepare a little bit more and have a couple, have a couple runbacks there. We might have to change it up too. Go. Like our first picks down to our fifth, so we don't have it kind of get screwed up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see if we can change it up, make it a little bit more exciting for you guys instead of having repeats. But uh, the graphic will be made for this and will be put out so you guys can vote, see who had the better top five. <clears throat> vote for Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'm voting for, uh, but that'll be out. So we look forward to seeing having you guys uh, give your feedback on that and tell us who won, Andrew. As always, had fun. Good podcast. We had a lot to talk about. It's a long podcast. What? Looking, looking forward to a great season of college football and NFL football recaps with you. Because I love to talk football. I always and ever. It's all we talked about a lot of times at school was we'd sit there and talk about football for a couple hours. And it's now time to put that out in the air for everybody else to listen to. Sneaky college football playoff team. That team up north. That's what I'm gonna leave. That's what I'm. That's what I'm gonna leave it as. They're winning like maybe four <laughs> games, maybe. I I can't help you. Just said that. Jesus Christ. On They're gonna note, be absolutely <laughs> terrible this year, and I am loving it. We're gonna blow them out of the water. Now, score fifty-six to seven. 56 to 7. It's going to be the final score of that game. Woo! 56. They're so bad. I, they're going to be awful. Some hate, I sent some hate in those words, but. Well, I mean, yeah, it's that team of yeah, yeah, that I, I always fucking I don't hate think, them. Uh, I don't think they're going to be that. <laughs> they're going to be awful. So I think on that note, that's a good <laughs> uh, That's a good way to wrap it up. Oh, you had to bring up uh, them. God damn it. I did. Uh, yeah, as Chris mentioned, uh, graphically made, you can. You can vote on Twitter, and, and uh, the podcast will be up maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Uh, 
But yeah, yeah. you've always got to drive through Louisville. So if it does get up tomorrow, it might be a little bit later in the day, unlike the morning, like usual. I got to get up early and drive. So we'll see what time it gets up. Hopefully it'll be up tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Love you all. Andrew. See ya.